Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now, last January, we woke to the shocking story of the death of a young Cork student at a house party on the Bandon Road in Cork City. Cameron Blair, a native of Ballinascarthy, died at Cork University Hospital from stab wounds inflicted by a 17-year-old. To acknowledge what would have been Cameron Blair's 21st birthday, his friend James McCarthy from Bandon has written an amazing blog so people can get to know who Gam- Cameron Blair was and uh, James McCarthy joins me. Good morning to you, James. Good morning. Now, uh, I have to say, I, I, I didn't know, and I, I didn't know uh, Cameron, but your blog has given such a great insight into who this young man was and, and the essence of uh, Cameron. Was was that your plan when you sat down to write it? Yeah, I mean, um, the fact that it was his birthday last Thursday, you know, I wanted to come up with some way of paying tribute to Cameron. Um, and I suppose the best winning way was to give people a sense of the Cameron that I knew. Um, Cameron, having passed away at such a young age, I suppose he didn't get the chance to meet everybody um, that he was probably set to meet. Um, but... He was such a great guy, you know, I felt that his memory had to be, had to live on. And, you know, people had to really get a sense of the kind of guy he was, not just, you know, the name, to actually give a sense of the person he was and his personality and stuff. Well, you've absolutely achieved that. You 100% nailed it. Now, and to talk a little bit about Cameron, what you, you're both, you know, you live quite close. You're both West Cork lads, he banned Nascarte, you banned But you only met Cameron when you went to CIT and you were actually ahead of him. Yeah, um, I mean, as you said, we live fairly close to each other back home, but I suppose he would have been slightly younger than me. Um, he would have been about two years younger than me. So I had heard of Cameron, no doubt, um, you know, through his, his athletic achievements, through running and rugby and stuff like that. And, you know, I'd, I'd have heard his name through friends, but it was really when I came, when he joined um, Cork Institute of Technology, it was really then when I met him on campus. And it was actually through a friend, and I suppose as I described in the blog, like his personality and stuff was so infectious, his, his attitude towards life, you know, it was hard to not get on with Cameron. So I think we just kind of gelled in and we just, the friendship built on um, over the years. How would you describe him to, to people who'd never met him? Um, it's hard to describe Cameron because, you know, he had so much going from, but I suppose the best way to describe him is he was a confident and extremely caring person. Um, and he was a he was a real leader, you know. Um, he was the kind of person that he'd walk into a room and he, you'd instantly feel his presence in the room, you know, his his positive outlooks on things. And he was always looking out for people, you know. If there was somebody quiet in the room or something like that, he'd he'd go over, you know, without making an issue, it wouldn't kind of 
make sure they're okay and trying to get them involved and stuff, you know. He was, um, I suppose he was a very conscious person to his surroundings all the time. Um, I think I said in the blog somewhere that, like, I truly believe that, like, he lived his life, you know, trying to make other people happy, as happy as he was. Um, but he was a scholar as well in, in, in college. He was an athlete. He was a real all-rounder. Um, yeah, and he I know ticked. That's probably you know, like he ticked all of the boxes, as you say. You know, academically he was brilliant. Sports-wise, he was uh, brilliant. Uh, he was a very handsome young man. So, a big hit with the ladies. A big hit with the ladies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't really brag about it or anything like that, but as you could probably see from the photos, you know, he was he was extremely he was tall. His personality as well, as they said, like you know, he was um, he was high in demand. That he was a popular guy to be around. Um, in all respects. And you write in the blog about, uh, you know, spending almost every evening at, at 122. That was the house number. Yeah, that was just our college accommodation house. Um, Cameron actually wasn't living in that house, but our friendship with Cameron became so close that he used to call over every day, you know, we'd walk back to the house or back to the apartment and kind of, you know, just spend the evenings there after going to the gym or things like that. And I suppose that was, that was how we became so close, you know, doing the small things like the day-to-day activities. And, you know, when you're sitting around the sitting room just watching TV and stuff, like the chat, the chats get going and things get deep and stuff, you know, and you really get to know people then. And one of his favourite days, as it is for a lot of students, is when all the students get on the bus and come to Mallow to go to the races. Yeah, Mallow race day. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was Cameron's first race, Lacey, so he was kind of basing his, his expectations of what we were telling him, so he was so excited for it, you know, he was extremely excited. I remember saying he actually came over, I think it was around half a day in the morning, and we were all still in bed, and he came in, he woke us up, you know, trying to get everybody up to get ready and get dancing and stuff like that. He was um, he was a ball of energy everywhere he went, really, but that was uh, one of our, our latest and, I suppose, fondest memories with him of a big event like that, you know. And you've got all the gorgeous photographs of everybody dressed up. Yeah, yeah. all the photos. Yeah. yeah. The, the the story about the jacuzzi. It, now, this is a very typical student story. Okay, who? Tell me about the jacuzzi and, and how that came about. So we had just moved into our house and um, it was the first week that we'd just moved in. So it was kind of before college begun and one of the lads had bought a, a jacuzzi, you know, one of those kind of portal ones you yeah. could take up and and um so he brought it up and we excuse me, we decided to set it up. Um and then it was I think it was a Saturday night, me and Cameron were looking at the jacuzzi and we were about to fill it up and we kinda of realised that there was no outdoor tap or hose, you know, just a college house, like, you know, there wasn't any amenities like that. So we we were saying, How are we gonna do it? Um the jacuzzi we were lucky enough was just there maybe within two or three metres of our kitchen window. Yeah. Um, and we remember that there was hoovers and vacuums and stuff like that in the shed. So we went out and we kind of dismantled the the hoovers and vacuums that were broken and we kind of created a hose of sorts from the kitchen tap <laughs> out into the jacuzzi. And just, we held us together. We held the four of them together. And we were at full reach, you know, holding them up. And I suppose at the start, it was a great idea. And when we were half an hour, 40 minutes in, and we realised that we were going to have to hold these in place. In place <laughs> Until we the jacuzzi filled. <laughs> it filled up, but we got there in the end. How long did the jacuzzi last in the garden? Um, I mean, we only set it up, I think it was a Saturday night, and we took it down again around lunchtime the Sunday. Oh. Um, so not long oh. at all. It was oh, all that work. <laughs> yeah, it was short-lived. <laughs> and James Cameron's family, he... he, he 
did he used to talk a lot about his family? Yeah, Cameron, he used to always talk with his family. Um, as I said, he lived up for college. So, you know, he used to cherish going home on the weekends. Um, as I said, his mom's famous cheese toasties that he used to always rave about him. You know, he'd say he can't, he can't wait to go home, lay down on the couch and get his mom to get a cheese toasty for him. And he couldn't wait to talk to Alan and his brother about just school and how he was getting on and stuff like that. And then he'd go working with his father, Noel, on the Saturday. So he, he was a real family man as well. He used to always talk about them, you know. Yeah, God, it's just so heartbreaking for, for his family. And James, his ambitions, what, what, what did he want to do when he left college? Did he speak about that? We spoke a lot about kind of the future and stuff for Cameron and things like that, but he never, he never gave a, a specific job title or, you know, role or something like that. He was always kind of, his main aim really was to be happy, you know, no matter what he was doing. But his intelligence and stuff like that in college, it was clear that he was going far. But um, his main aim was to just kind of love life, you know, and just take it as it take it as it comes and have fun. And no matter what he's doing, helping people out and stuff, you know, he's always kind of conscious of other people and their happiness as well. Yeah, and the one thing you know, when like Cameron jumps out of the pages of of your blog, and the one thing that really got as I was finishing it, I was thinking, my God, the senselessness of knife crime and how this wonderful life uh, was was taken away. You you weren't there that night, um, James. How how did you hear that something had happened to Cameron? Um, so I was back home in Bandon and um, I suppose I got a text. There was a text in our group chat and they were just looking for Cameron's mother's number. And I'd been on to Cameron that night. We were just Snapchatting and stuff, you know, just talking and I kind of knew there was something up then. So I Snapchatted to Cameron's phone and I was just kind of, we were all trying to find out what, what was going on and things like that. We had no idea what had happened. Um, and then I suppose we were kind of waiting around for an hour and we'd heard nothing and we were kind of getting nervous, you know, we were saying, what's happening here? And then I suppose I saw it in the media first, to be honest. They had it out almost straight away. I'm not sure what one it was now, but I remember seeing a tweet on Twitter and I kind of wasn't, I wasn't ready to believe it or I kind of ignored it, you know, I was saying, oh, it can't be true. Like, you know, it's obviously a mistake now that the reporter's got something wrong here or something like that. And I suppose the news broke then around, I'm not sure what time now, it was probably like, half 11 or quarter till or something when they properly found out um, and I didn't know what to do I think I just we just met up the lads in uh, one of their houses in Bannon and we just kind of sat in the sitting room for hours on end to be honest until the next morning and it was I don't think we slept right for a couple of days you know it was so hard to believe it wasn't even the fact that we were in the grieving process it was we were in disbelief we were waiting for Cameron you know just waiting for Cameron to open a Snapchat and kind of reply well, saying you know oh, don't worry I'm out and stuff like that but I guess that never came so began to set in then and then to go through the funeral and and how tough those few days were for for everyone yeah exactly it was extremely tough I mean even when if you saw the crew that was at the funeral you know there were so many young young people there and students there and it was just um, I suppose it really hit home then you know um, everybody was just in despair on the day like you know it was extremely hard um, but there was such a big crowd came out. It really showed his, his popularity around West Cork. You know, the Bannon was flooded with people. You know, everything shut down. Um, they gave him a guard of honour and stuff, you know. Um, so it was really nice. Everybody pulled together and, you know, stayed strong. That's great. Bed, and so. that's great for his for his parents and his siblings just to, to see that outpouring of love. Definitely. I mean, I mean, like, the impact that Cameron had on people's lives was kind of displayed there, you know. They really got a sense of, you know, 
what he had done for people and the impact he left on people and the memories that people had shared with Cameron that will always live on with him, you know. And you wrote this blog because Cameron would have been 21 last Thursday. What did you and and some of the friends do on the day to mark it? Um, So what we organised, we kind of just said that, you know, what would we have done with Cameron if Cameron was still around? So obviously we would have spent the entire day and the night with Cameron so we decided that we'd go down to visit his grave in kind of groups so that, you know, there wasn't loads of people there all at one stage so that we kind of, throughout the day, there was always a group of three or four maybe there with Cameron um, just to spend his birthday with him, you know, on the day and so he wouldn't be on his own and stuff like that. Um, it was probably the best thing we could do. We weren't really sure, you know, how to approach it, you know, but um, that was what we went with anyway. What an incredible gesture. Yeah. Uh, and his 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 family. Have you kept in contact with his family, James? Yeah, I've kept in contact with his, with his parents, um, Kathy and all. Um, I mean, they've been great. You know, they've been they've they've been as best as they can be. Obviously, it's an absolute heartbreak for them. Um, you know, losing their son and the eldest son and stuff. Um, but they've been great. They've been they've been welcoming us to the house and you know talk about it and you know talk about Cameron memories we've had with him, which has been great because. We've all had different memories with Cameron. So when, when we've met up together, you know, we've got it like we've got a sense of his childhood. And he, I mean, he's an extremely good childhood. Um, I hadn't really realised how many places his parents had bought him, brought him. Um, he experienced so much for his age, you know. So I thought that was just a small thing to take so, some some bit of solitude in the fact that you know he had travelled some of the world already with his parents. You know, he'd done so much, and they gave him everything he, he ever needed. You know, they were extremely good parents and he learned so much from them I think I said somewhere in the blog um, I mean he was the perfect blend of the two you know he was he was a strong kind of you know tough guy but at the same time he was extremely caring and sensitive of both of which he got from his parents you know Yeah he lived a, um, a full life in a short life he, he certainly uh, packed in a, a lot and I remember his, his mom at the, the victim impact statement of the court case you know talking about going into his bedroom and the empty bed and the unfinished book on the locker and the phone credit and the voucher you know a, a Christmas present that should never be used I just remember being being very tearful reading her, her impact statement there it's just it's such a tough tough thing for a family uh, to go through it's it's incredible and uh, James he'll be forever young and you and the rest of the friends um, and his his beloved family will carry his memories uh, with you forever listen the blog is is un- unbelievable can we share the blog and our yeah, social media course. yeah just uh, uh, and, and I encourage everyone to go and read it because it just rather than Cameron Blair just being the name of that young boy who was tragically died because of knife crime you know let's Let's get to understand and know a little bit about Cam. Cam, as you called him, wasn't it? Yeah. He was known Cam. as Cam. Yeah. Listen, uh, James, well done. Yeah, you're a credit to your own family as, as well. It's a, it's a beautifully, beautifully written piece. Thank you for that and thanks for joining us on the programme. Thanks for having me on. Good morning you. to you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. James McCarthy there from uh, Bandon. As I say, we'll get the blog up on our uh, social media uh, sites uh, later on just for, for people if you, if you haven't read it yet because it's, it's a stunning, stunning piece. Uh, and once again, we pass on our deepest, deepest sympathies uh, to Cameron's family in Ballinascarthy and uh, may Cameron rest in peace. 
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.